church. Amen. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And oh God, it is a beautiful thing to worship you in spirit and in truth, with excitement and enthusiasm. Thank you for our choir and directors and minister of music. Thank you for your people who have come out to participate in what you deem to be the most important thing in life, worship. Forgive us of our sins, sanctify us, convict, convince, if need be, convert. Speak to our hearts. Free us from our bondages. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, amen. Church, amen again. I want to thank the Lord for dynamic worship. My God, today. Praise. Praise the name of Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. We began this new year challenging and congregation to a our theme renewal, a renewed focus. The first week of January we dealt with Colossians 3. Since you have been risen, saved with Christ, seek those things which are above and then set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. And then the second week we dealt with a renewed formula. The hidden things belongs to the Lord. And the revealed things belong to us and our children. And this week, we're going to deal with a renewed finish. Why is it that people begin something and never finish? What is it that happens in the context of going all the way? Why do we cut out? give up, cut short something we have started. And I don't know about you, but I want to finish spiritually for Jesus. He that hath begun a good work in you will finish it, do it until Jesus Christ. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12, and we've been here before, and one of the ironies of preaching is that whenever I'm preaching about promises and what God's going to do for you, everybody's shouting. But when I start talking about what you need to do for God, everybody gets silent. And what the paradox of that is, it's only when you do for him first that he'll do for you. Can I get a witness? Look what it says in, in, in Hebrews 12, 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience this race that is set before us. I want to talk about a renewed finished. Someone has said, it's not how you start out, it's how you end up. It's not the start, it's always the finish. And finishing a man demands a strong discipline a sense of direction and a personal dedication to go all the way. And what tends to keep us from finishing is that our discipline is crippled, our direction is cloudy, and our dedications are met with conflict. That the moment 
we attempt to do something, especially spiritually, Satan comes alongside with alternatives, ultimatums, and even attacks to veer us off of the pathway that God would have us to go. And it's interesting that I have learned that if you're going to finish something, you need to be faithful and not live by feelings, but finish it. Finish what you start. The writer to the Hebrews here in chapter 12 is, of course, metaphorically dealing with the endurance of a race. It's a metaphor that points to a believer who's running on a track and only the righteous run on this track. Unsaved people are not on this track. Unsaved people are going to hell. This race is a man of discipline for running what God is asking you and I to do without being disqualified. In other words, as we are running, we got to keep the rules. Yeah. And child of God, when you and I begin to understand the theme through Hebrews, of course, and we've been here numerous times, the perfect priesthood of the Lord Jesus Christ, that Jesus is better than anything else and anybody else, that he's first, he's the preeminence, amen, he is um, seen as the main, if you will, character in the Godhead, that his deity, he is God and he came God in the flesh and he went back as God, amen, the son, the second person of the Trinity. And, and one of the warnings in Hebrews is that be careful and be cautious not to become doubtful, disputeful, dull in your hearing, or even defiant, that the just shall live by their faith. That faith, amen, is defined in chapter 11. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's defined and then it's demonstrated, verses 4 to 40, by people like you and me who were weak, but yet, amen, worshipped God with everything that they had. And when you get to chapter 12, he moves from this definition, demonstration, and even in the 11th chapter, it gives destiny to where these people are going. When you get to the 12th chapter, it's dealing primarily with discipline, direction, and dedication. Do I have a witness? That this race, this race, this, this race that we are in is not for salvation, it's for service. It's not for redemption, it's for rewards. It's not even about doctrine, it's for dedication. Not for personal benefits, but it's for future blessings. And if we are to finish strong, we must review our attitudes. We must reassess our agonies and remember our assets in this race. This race, and let me underscore this, is not about our feelings. It's about our faith. Can I get a witness? That when we begin to look at this race, and we're going to be looking at this race from the perspective of finishing out, it's not a sprint, it's not a 100-yard dash, it's a 26-mile marathon. It is a marathon by which you must know how to breathe, amen, through your nose, out your mouth, you must know how to pace yourself, you must be prepared, you must train, yeah, you must remove anything that would hinder you from running. And, and, and as we begin to look at just the first three, four verses, it's interesting that there are always distractions, amen, as to why we cannot run this race effectively for Jesus Christ. One of, one of the distractions is a sense, 
our sense of discomfort that some of us can only run when the sun is out. Some of us can only run when the marriage is going well, the money is in, the children are right, then we can run. But the minute problems come about, we want to get off the track. I'm preaching to the clock now. And, 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 and secondly, our displaced, amen, feelings and, and our sense of discomfort, amen, our priorities are out of whack. And, and the race that God is asking us to run is not that important to us that we have allowed a whole lot of other things to enter into our lives to take us away from the primary race. Can I get a witness? And, and, and when we begin to look at this matter of the race, and I, I want to I talk about this matter of discipline, and I want to talk about this matter, if you will, of direction, and I want to follow up with dedication. Uh-oh which is a curse word, that, 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 that I learned early on at 17 about discipline. I went in the military seven years, and, and I learned discipline. And in the military, you know, they weren't concerned about your feelings. Come on now, soldier, get, get in line, and I can't use all the expletives that was thrown at me, but get in line and get the job done, or else you're going to jail. You, you can't quit this job. Can I get a witness? The government owns you, the government is your mother, the government is your father, the government is your God, and you must, sir, yes, sir, and you got to salute, you got to have discipline, you got to know how to march, you got to know how to be at ease, you got to know how to be at attention, your gig line's got to be right, you, you got to look the man in the eye, sir, yes, sir, say I'm stupid, sir, yes, sir, I'm stupid. Sir, yes, sir, sir, yes, sir, sir, yes, sir, you, you were trained in discipline. In the parade, you had to do eyes right. You had to, you had to be in unison. You had to be uniform. You had to be, have unity. And they taught us discipline with a rifle, with a gun, how to crawl, how to fight, how to, how, how to do everything. Everything was about discipline. The man didn't care if you wanted to go downtown and party as long as his job was covered. The man didn't care, amen, how you feel. You had a headache, you, you, amen, something was bothering you, you got a dead John, your mother, father died. They didn't care about that, sir, sir, son. You had to know how to salute, come on now, and you didn't drop that salute till the officer dropped his. So if the officer decided not to salute, you had to keep your hand up. Can I get a witness? I'm talking to somebody now. We learn discipline. Now I'm tired. My relationship is in trouble. I got bills I can't pay. Suck it up, soldier. Suck it up. Sir, yes, sir. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? They taught us discipline. And some of you that were in sororities and fraternities, you had to go through pledging. Yeah, that was a form of discipline. It wasn't military, but it was all right. It was, it was discipline. Why? Because without discipline, you ain't going nowhere. Without a disciplined mind, you can't endure. Can I get a witness? Without a disciplined mind, you're going to get somebody else killed. Without a disciplined mind, you can't carry through an order. Without disciplined mind, you're going to embarrass the organization. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. We had to be disciplined. That's why when you come in this church, this church is disciplined. Can I, it's orderly. It has organization. We stand at attention on Sunday. We salute Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? Amen. We, we, we are an army for the Lord. And I worked, over the course of my life, I worked for some people that were disciplinarians. Do you know what teachers' names I remember? The hardest ones on me. Those were the names that I can still pull back right now. The sergeants in the military that was hard and cruel. Those are the ones... I remember. And it's in this context 
that the writer says that we ought to first review our attitudes. Three critical things I see here for the sake of time. Demonstration, discipline, and direction. That, that when we begin to look at what we need today are models. Let me stop talking. I am so glad that I had parents who were models. Amen. Grandparents who were models. Church folk who were models. We need models. When in marriage, we need models. To father, we need models. To mother, we need models. We need models. Can I get a witness? That, that, that when you begin to look at this matter of modeling, and, and, and I want to say this, that if you're going to finish something, amen, when I, when I was called to this church almost 25 years ago, I came here and just prayed, prayed, prayed to God for a vision. Amen. Now, now, some of you have heard the story, some of you didn't. When I first came here and became pastor, I just looked at the church, didn't, I, didn't have, I didn't come in the door with no vision. That's, that's another falsehood. I didn't come to the door with no vision. And, and if those of you that were here, I went to Ocean City, New Jersey, locked myself in a hotel room for two days. No TV, no radio, no phone. Took all my clothes off, got naked before the Lord, and just prayed. I prayed. Now I want to make sure you hear the right thing. I was naked by myself. I, I, I don't want you to go out here with, with another story. Some of y'all can't hear. Did he say he was naked in the hotel? <laughs> and and I, I prayed, and I wrote the vision down that God gave me from Jeremiah 1, and I wrote that vision, and 25 years later, everything has come to pass. By... By the grace of God. What, what, am, what am I saying? I, you, you, that that when, you, when you understand the discipline, the discipline needed, the discipline needed to make something successful. I work hard. I'm a workaholic. I work hard. I, you don't get here by just happenstance and being casual and lackadaisical. Do I have a witness? I'm not on a golf course and flying all over, preaching in every city. I, I'm here taking care of the business that God called me to do. Amen. And I, and I, don't, I don't want you to applaud me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to set forth an example of what? Discipline. It's hard. It involves a lot of work. It involves a lot of sacrifice. And when you stick, have a stick to and I'm talking to my young people, you have a stick to to what you want to do, you can do it. You can be whatever you want to be. Can I get a witness? You want to be a scientist, you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, but you got to work. Nothing comes to you easy, nothing comes to you free. There's got to be, amen, a mindset of discipline. And, 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 and I need to say this, that that, that when you begin to look at uh, chapter 12, verse 1, it says, wherefore, and whenever you see wherefore, therefore, you ought to ask, what is it therefore, or heretofore, obviously, it goes back to the 11th chapter of these people who were, listen, who were defined, who demonstrated and had a destiny, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about. The great cloud, nephe of witnesses. The word witnesses, martyrs, amen, uh, people who are spectators, people who have suffered, and, 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 and the writer is painting a picture. And the picture is deep. Now listen, hypothetically, let's just take hypothetically, I consider myself a Bible student, but hypothetically, we don't know if people in hell knows what's going on on the earth. We, we don't know if people in heaven really know what's going on on earth. You, you say, well, they don't know. Well, you, you better be careful with that because 
in, in Luke 16 when uh, Jesus was given a parable about Lazarus and the rich man and Lazarus was a, a believer who was poor and sick while on earth and then he died and then the rich man went, amen, went to hell and, 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 and Lazarus went into Abraham's bosom and it was the rich man that was screaming in hell that prayed to Abraham and said, can you do me a favor? Listen to this, a conscientiousness of what's going on on earth. Can you send somebody back to earth to warn my brothers not to come here in hell because I'm burning and I'm in torment? Now, now, now let's just deal with the hypothetical. People you know that have gone to hell, relatives you have that's in hell, hypothetically, they may know what's going on on earth. In all of their pain and suffering and screaming, they may know what's going on on earth. 1 Peter 1.12 says, the angels desire to look into these things. Ephesians 3 says that the angels, especially your personal angel, amen, is watching, and that's why angels are called watchers, they are watching us. So could it be that your mother, grandmother, grandfather, brother, sister, whoever died and is saved and in heaven, could it be that they're in glory looking down here as to what you're doing? You say, well, no, no way. Well, I don't know. This could be a hypothetical clause. It could be a fact. But he says, wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud... Of witnesses, they, these people that were faithful but went on to be with the Lord. By the way, three things about these people. They had a proper perspective of Jesus. They had pain in their lives and they were persistent to the end. The, these witnesses in this amphitheater, in this coliseum, in this imaginary stadium, amen, they are looking down at us. Could it be? Could it be that they are either clapping because of your commitment to Jesus? Could it be? Or they're shaking their heads in disgust because we have departed from God's will. Hmm. I want to say something about this, these witnesses. They, they were committed. Mm. Seeing that we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Mm. People who genuinely love Jesus, sacrificed for Jesus, carried their pain while on earth, and yet were persistent in serving him. Think about service. God didn't call you to sit. God didn't call you to tip him. He called you to tithe. God didn't call you to make money. He called you to serve him. And when we begin to look at the cloud, the cloud, I know if I was in a funk, if I, if I was depressed, and I get depressed, if I was down, and for some reason, Jesus allowed my grandmother to come to me in a dream and say, don't give up, son. Keep moving. I'm, I'm sure, Bruce, that that's going to do something to me. One, one of your loved ones that was close to you that's now with the Lord, if they were to come back, can, can I get a witness? I'm, I'm not trying to create no dreams. I'm, I don't believe in these dreams. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get you to go home, take medicine, go to sleep, and hope you see something. I, you know, I ain't doing that. I, all, all, all I'm trying to get you to do is influence. 
He deals with the cloud, but then he deals with a caution. Look at a collision of priorities. He says, let us lay aside every weight, every encumbrance, anything that would hinder your running, anything that would stop you from serving Jesus Christ, fun, family, future, finances, anything that will hinder the running of a believer. He says, you better lay it to the side. I'm preaching now, Doc. Attitude, action, yeah, worldliness, I'm preaching now, sin, anything that hinders us from being in the will of Almighty God. Put it to the side. Put it, put it, put it to the side. He says, let us lay aside every encumbrance, every weight, and listen to this, here's the other cautionary thing, and the sin, singular, in, that's an article in the Greek. The sin. It's a specific sin. It has specificity. What is that one sin that can blow me out of the race? Unbelief. The one thing that can blow me out of the race is when I stop believing the Word of God. When I, when I, when I stop believing what Jesus has said. When I stop believing what the Word has said. I'm preaching now. Even Peter with the post-resurrected Christ. Stop believing. Peter, 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 Peter's name is first in every list of the disciples. Every time you find a list in the gospel, Peter's name is first. Peter was the main character of the 12. He was the leader. It was Peter who seen Jesus walking on water four o'clock in the morning and said, Lord, is that you? Jesus said, it's me. Bid me to come. Yes, sir. Jesus said, come on. He got out of the boat, started walking on the ocean, and he was walking for a while, and then the wind got to blowing, and he, here it is. He took his eyes yes, sir. off Jesus, yeah. and he began to sink, and he said, Lord, save me, and the Lord pulled him up. It was Peter. Jesus said, who do men say that I am at Philippi, Caesarea? He said, thou art the Christ. The son of the living God. He said, Peter, uh, heaven and earth didn't tell you this. My father uh, told you this. And upon this rock himself, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But it was Peter when he got discouraged, when he got displaced, when he got divided, when he got, amen, when his comfortability got in question, Peter said, I'm going back fishing. Seven other disciples went with him. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says that while he was out there fishing, and some of y'all out fishing, while he was out there fishing, he toiled all night and caught nothing. You know when you catch nothing, when you're out of the will of God. You know when you catch nothing, when you're not where God told you to be. You know when you catch nothing, I'm preaching now, hey, 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 man, when you think you're right, but you're wrong as two left shoes. And then Jesus said, have you caught, look how tender Jesus is, uh, have you caught anything? He's on the shore, and, 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 and they didn't even know it was Jesus. And now we've caught nothing. In fact, Peter said, and we toiled all night. Jesus said, look, I'll tell you what to do. Throw the net on the other side, three feet. Throw it three feet this way, and he programmed the school of fish to be there, and they broke the net with 153 fish, which denotes 153 nations will be reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, Peter! And then Peter said, it's Jesus! His eyes were closed. Look at this. The one sin that keeps besetting us. When the marriage is in trouble, I keep disbelieving that God's going to fix things. Can I get a witness? The one sin of unbelief. He said, amen. He says, let us, yeah, uh-huh, put aside every weight and that one sin that easily throws us off the track. And... Here's what he says, that when we have, yeah, when we understand that 
we have departed from this race. And the word race is agon, agony. Now, let me stop Paul. Because of these ignorant prosperity preachers, because of these people who don't know the Bible, because of these supernatural healers, because all this mess you've been listening to the last 10 years, you have come to believe that the saved life is a life of no worry, no fret, no conflict, no wounds, no crying, no sighing. You've come to believe that you can have a utopia on earth. Jesus said, in this life, you're going to have trials and tribulations. Didn't he say that? But then he said, be of good cheer. Start rejoicing. Why? Because I've overcome the world. Can I get it? Whatever Satan works in, I'll work out. Can I get a witness? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. In fact, you know what? The redeemed, we need problems. Problems make us pray. Problems make us rejoice. Problems make us wait. Problems make us worship. Problems make us come to church. Problems, problems, problems. Problems make us turn the TV off and read our Bibles. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. You know what? You, you, you let enough hell come in your life. You'll turn from a nothing to a none. You let enough hell come in your life. Can I get a witness? You'll pray for hours. I'm preaching to somebody tonight. God allows suffering for his own causes. That's why David said it wasn't until I was afflicted. I had to go through something. I had, had to be hit from the right hand and the left. I had to, I had to be knocked down. I had, to, I had to get in the dust before I could see truth. I had, I had to go down before I could go up. I had, I'm preaching now, man. Can I get a witness? Yeah, I, I had to be plummeted before I could start praising his holy and everlasting name. And like Jeremiah, who complained and cussed and fussed, and then Jeremiah said, but his mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Mm. Look, 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 I'm getting out your way. I'm getting out your way. Look what he does. He talks about the cloud. He talks about the caution. But secondly, yeah, he moves to a reassessment of our agony. See, you got to ask the question, where's your pain coming from this morning? And I, Christians don't want to hear this. With your calling came pain. <sighs> With your salvation came suffering. Why do you think Jesus said, no, no, if, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and th now, now what is a cross a cross is not a burden a cross is something that God sovereignly puts in your life can I get a witness I, I said sovereignly and, 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 and listen when you look at the makeup of this he says look let us here it is run with perseverance the agony the race that is set before us. Now, the word set is interesting. It denotes the sovereignty of God, put you on a track, decided your agony, decided your race, decided your pace, decided your gifts, decided what hurts you, decided what you got to carry while running this race. Ain't nobody running the race with no agony. We got to agonize through this stuff. Look what he says, look what he says, look what he says. Run with patience, the race that is set, sovereignty, set before us. Are y'all with me this morning? That God said, yeah, when I call you 
into this agon, this race. I'm setting before you, amen, an agony that you got to drag with you as you run. Now, 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 I can hear most of y'all out there saying, yeah, it's my wife. Uh, no. It's my husband. No, no. If you never were married, you would still have an agony. If, if, if you never were hooked up, you still have an agony. Can I get a witness? That, that he, he's saying, if you will, hanging there, the sovereignty of God set before us. God has set before you a race to run. Mm. It's not for personal pleasure. Mm. It's a path of a program perseverance of pain and spiritual profit. Mm. Now, you, know, you know, that's why, you know, the Bible says every gift, and we're going to deal with spiritual gifts, every gift comes with a measure of faith. Isn't that right? You say, you know, I... What you don't understand, this will never be said to you. With this position of pastor came some agonies. See, and people say, well, I, I, you might want the position, but you don't want the pain. Y'all ain't praying. You ain't praying with me. You ain't praying with me. Wherever you are in life, you got pain associated with your program. I may like your program, but I don't want no more pain. Can I get a witness? I got enough pain. I got pain from my history. I got pain from my hurts. I got pain from my head. I got pain in my heart. I don't want no more pain. So I'm not on a pain search this morning. Can I get a witness? Child, 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 child of God. Everybody that has a testimony, their testimony is always connected with pain. They only tell you the juicy part. But you know, I, I've been married 40 years and the Lord, I had some trouble, but the Lord worked it out and you rejoice, no praise, you hold it. Define work out. That might be 30 years of hell. Can I get a witness? Define, define work out. In the name of Jesus. Child, 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 child of God. I'm going to the hospital to visit sick folk. Walk in with my Bible. And when I walk in, they, they land up there with tubes and breathing machines. And I, I come in the door and see them. I said, oh, my God. And can, some of them can't talk. Some of them can barely talk. And as I come in there, the Lord said, and, and the lady and the man in the bed says, Pastor, praise. And I'm sitting there looking at them like, they are strengthening me. But they're the ones on their back. They have joy I don't have. They have peace I don't have. They have power I don't have. See, child of God, amen. And always remember this, as you help people in Christ, Sometimes God has you helping people, whether it's preaching, teaching, or praying, that God has you helping people so they can give you help. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't getting that. You ain't getting that. You, you say, well, let me go teach my discipleship class. Well, the discipleship class is going to help you keep your marriage together. Oh, I'm preaching now. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so the teacher and the preacher and the facilitator many times is being ministered by them that are being taught. Look at, look at, look at, look, 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 look at this. The race that is set before us. There's a perseverance running and carrying your cross. Can I get a witness? Yeah, 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 yeah. Running and carrying your cross. Purpose, the race, the agon, the conflict, the fight, the inward and outward conflict. This morning, everybody here has conflict. We all got conflict. And if you're in denial, you're a liar and the truth ain't in you. 
You got internal conflict, that's your nature's fighting. You got external conflict, there's stuff going on in your home, with your family, with your marriage, with your children, with your finances, and your little secret sins. Don't get me up in this place, because all these smiles and praise the Lord is a front. You got some secret closets that only Jesus knows about. You got some secret stuff that only God knows about. Can I get a witness? And he don't need to email you. He don't need to text you. He don't need to go on Facebook. He is your face. Can I get a witness? He knows all about you. We're in pain. We're in conflict. When I would do good, I'm all, amen. When I would do good, evil's with me. With my mind, I serve the law of God in my flesh. The law of sin. Oh, wretched. Are we wretched this morning? Oh, wretched man that I am. Messed up, hooked up, crooked up, from the pulpit to the door. I can pray and start having filthy thoughts. I know that's over your head. I, 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 I know that one just went like that. I can be reading my Bible, mind going somewhere else. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. I can be on my knees talking to Jesus, and then my lips stop playing tricks with me. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Child of God, join the club. That's why you better listen to this word. When the doctors find a spot, when the x-rays find something, yeah, and you going in, God doesn't want you in the doctor's office losing it. He'll say, if you hadn't been listening to your pastor on a renewed focus, you would have kept your eyes on me. If you've been listening to your pastor about a renewed formula, you know that the hidden things belong to the Lord, but the revealed things belong to me. If you had been listening to your pastor about a renewed finish, you know nobody can cut you short unless I sign off on it. Can I get a witness? Cancer can't stop you. Bullets can't stop you. Knives can't stop you. Marriage can't stop you. You belong to him. Now unto him who's able to keep you from falling. Can I get a witness? The problem is we take our eyes off him and we put it down here and we get all messed up. But I need to put them back up to him. Say yeah. Say yeah. He's worthy. Uh, uh, looking unto Jesus. Not Buddha. Not Muhammad. Looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. Can I get a witness? He deals with the perseverance. He deals with the calculation. He deals with the conclusion. Can I get a witness? But I'm coming in now. But then he talks about remembering our asset to finish the race. Two things that I'll close. Consideration and contradiction. Look at a consideration. Consider him. Verse 3. For consider him that endured such, here it is, contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be weary and faint in your mind. What do you mean consider him? When you get in a pity party, when you feel like giving up, when you feel like packing up and getting out, when you had it up to here, when you're tired of being tired, when you have no more energy, when you can't pray no more, when you feel like dying, consider him. Can I get a witness? Because he submitted to his pain. He submitted to death. He submitted to the shameful death of crucifixion. He did it all. 
all to him I owe. Consider him. He died broken. He died collapsed. He died, yeah. He died in pain. Consider him. But then he talks about the contradiction. Here's the contradiction of verse 4. None of you have resisted unto blood. In other words, you didn't have to die for somebody else. But he did. He died for everybody else. Wait a minute, preacher. If I'm going to have a renewed, yeah, finish, then I got to keep the rules while I'm running. I got to stay on a track. I got to run an endurance race. Can I get a witness? I got to breathe right. I got to run right. I got to remove everything that would hinder my running. I might have to get rid of some friends this morning so I can run right. I might have to change the way I act in my marriage so I can run right. I might have to change the way I think so I can run right. I might have to change the way I gossip so I can run right. I, I may have to change, yeah, how often I come to church so I can run right. I may have to change the way I give my money so I can run right. I may have to serve in a ministry and not just sit in the premises so I can run right. Can I get a witness? He tell of God. You and I got to run this agon. We got to carry these crosses. Looking unto Jesus. The author. The finisher. Of our faith. When you go back in the 11th chapter. Noah moved with fear. Pay attention to the verbs. He moved with fear. Abraham went out. Not knowing where he was going. Then he offered up Isaac. Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, looking for things to come. Moses chose to suffer affliction rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Child of God, you got to do something so your faith and your fruit match up one in one. In 2012, you got to have a renewed focus and a renewed formula. But you got to have a renewed finish. I'm going to finish what I started. I'm going to get on the track. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. And now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. In 2012, you got to fight the good fight. You got to finish what you start. Can I get a witness? You're being watched. You're being weighed. You're being wooed. You're being warned. You gotta finish what you start. Can I get a witness? Don't just come in here on Sunday morning and run back out in the world, but you gotta what you start. You gotta live up to your claim. You gotta walk in the light. You gotta praise his name. You gotta live right, talk right, do right, be right. Say yeah, say yeah, yeah. The Lord is good. If you're gonna finish what you started, then you need to rise up and say, Jesus, this year is yours. I ignored you last year. I put you away the year before, but I'm going to concentrate. I'm going to raise up. I'm going to serve. I'm going to support. I'm going to shout. I'm going to live. I'm going to do. Stay up. Stay up. Stay up. A renewed. A renewed. A renewed. Finish. Finish a renew.
finish a renewed finish here's what Jesus is saying I have not forgotten the labor of love that you've shown towards my name and be not weary For in due season, it's coming. You shall reap if you faint not. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's a long race. It involves pain. It involves perplexities. It involves praise. Keep running and don't stop. Let's stay on our feet this morning. Let's stand on our feet. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you want to be saved, listen to Pastor. Don't go to hell in 2012. If you die right now in your seat and you're not absolutely positively sure that you would go to heaven, raise your hand. Be honest with God. Just put your hand there. Say, I don't know if I'm going to go to heaven if I die right now. Put your hand there. Come on. I see you. Be, be honest. Be honest. The Lord loves you. Come on, my brother. Come on. Yeah, come on. Are you saved? If, if you're not absolutely sure, put your hand there. Now, let me, let me tell you what the devil is saying. Don't go up there. All these people here, don't go up there. Put your hand up and come. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come to Jesus just now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. If you want to join the church, come up. Come on, choir, come. It's a Baptist song. Is there another? You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Just step out of your seat. I don't believe all of y'all say it. You need a church home. If you don't have a church home, raise your hand. I can't think of a better church for you to join right now. Jesus is Lord here. Is there another? Is there another? Is there another? Hold it. Hold it. That's right. That's right. Hold it. That's right. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for a renewed finish. Help us to finish strong. Help us to run this agonizing race with a perseverance looking unto Jesus, the author, finish, and sustainer of our faith. And we thank you for a finished work, for a finished blessing, for a finished vision. Thank you that you are all God and you're able to do far exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Thank you. Help us to finish strong. Satan is a liar. Help us to finish in your will. Help us to finish in your word. Help us to finish in your wisdom. You don't bless carnal Christians. You don't really bless people who are half devoted. You said in your word, when you seek me with all of your heart, then I'll hear you. Hear us this morning.